Hello, Anadorks. A quick technical note. We lost some audio from this episode, so we had to fall back to using the Zoom audio for this one. I think it sounds passable, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. Another thing, we are slowing down for the end of the year and may do something like taking Christmas week off in terms of releases. We haven't quite decided yet, so keep an ear out for the details on that moving forward. Also, we know that Andalite Chronicles has been running a bit long, but it won't be forever, and we'll be back with our five, Fab Five plus Burb... Fab, fab, burb, five, in no time. Wow, you know, I wrote this out. I could have practiced that off air. And with that, let's get to the episode. These may be kids' books, but we discuss dark themes and mature content. There may also be some explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, with Chris let's is sending do... pictures. They all just say, do time dot is, you fucking cowards. <laughs> 721 and 45. You're afraid to know what time it actually is, aren't you? 45? Sure. We did it. Sick. We did it. We did it. Okay. Dun, How do you dun, learn dun. piano on a computer? Very carefully. Should we do a review first? or Yeah, let's, let's do, do a review, review yeah. first. So, okay. let's do it. I don't have it up. Is it on Apple Podcasts? Yeah. All right, Eddie's got this one. We're going to have to trust. Okay. Um, what if Eddie makes it up, though? We're a peer-reviewed <laughs> like podcast. Mysterious reviews. Like, the, um, what if Eddie says they're both from Bigfoot? <laughs> um, this one's from Pager Da. P-A-G-E-R-D-A. Pager Da. Pagerda? No. What do we Pagerda. think? Pagerda. Pagerda. Um, it's a five-star review. Oh, thank God. Not first. I was so worried. Um, <laughs> a pleasure to the ear holes. Oh, God. Oh. Love the oh. group dynamic. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's how the Yerks get in. That's, That's how the true. Yerks get yeah, It's <laughs> You got to have those lubed up and ready to go. Our <laughs> podcast is the best way to lube your ear holes before getting Some, hurt. Someone, someone who really wants, they haven't been invited to the sharing yet, but they really want to get yerked. They're just constantly lubing up their ear holes. <laughs> oh, man. That, the soft soap. Just rubbing it in there. Right, like, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, just um, a, trail, a happy like, trail of soft soap up the neck. <laughs> the ear equivalent to leg spread. Like, just come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got that out of our system. This isn't going to okay, be a now horny we episode re- or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, f- to, to recap, five-star review, pleasure to the ear holes. Love the group dynamic with these three. I'm constantly having to stifle laughter in public while listening to this podcast. Yay! I enjoy reliving the joys and pains of this series through the eyes slash minds of people who are new to it. Great listen. Highly recommend. <laughs> well, thank you <laughs> so much. Yeah, that feels... Pagarda. Can we read Pagarda. that one again? Yeah. You want to read it? That's, yeah. like, we don't, no, that's, that's our only new review. <laughs> yeah, that was a... September 12th, so we could just... <laughs> Go through it again. Keep reading that one. Uh, it yeah, feels good. It does no matter feel how good. many times you read it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thank you for the lovely review. And and uh, like uh, Pagerda, I'm sure is well aware. It really helps us out. And you can make us say all sorts of weird, wacky stuff. That's true. So uh, like, like lubing up your ear holes. The ear holes. Lubing up your yeah. ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that one for free. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure how that one got started, to be quite honest. All right. Um, so there's no other? There's no others? No. 
<laughs> we can no. read some old ones. <laughs> I do like some of the old ones. Let's do this new uh, CJ email. I'm it's excited not to see. All right. It's new to me. It's, if yeah, I it's haven't not. seen it, it's new to me. <laughs> I, Wild yeah, reference. I haven't even read this one yet. So, yeah, CJ, um, thank you for the email. I'm sorry that we're too months behind but um, september 15th yes I was say, that's only one month ago and then i was like oh no no I'm it's wrong. two it's, it's like <laughs> no i almost two. said the same thing i know i voted today you guys all right Me i'll too. start this Me one too. off nice i went to the wrong polling place because i oh, no. literally no check this out i looked up where i was supposed to go i mixed two numbers mm. in my address went to the polling place said my address wrong three times <laughs> <laughs> and they were like and then they reverse sure looked it up with they reverse looked it up with first name last name date of birth and then they were like wow your address is in wrong i guess you have to go to garden court and i was like bleep garden court but <laughs> but anyway so and then i called dad and was like dad it's nine o'clock and i've said my full adult address wrong five times to strangers <laughs> like i don't even know who i am anymore it's amazing that there are people who are probably saying their voting addresses correctly in this country and aren't allowed to vote. And you were allowed I'm to vote sorry. after saying I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm just saying it's incredible. It's a travesty. At my, at my uh, I had to go to a firehouse just down the street. Actually, I where we went to the carnival. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't nice. know it was a common thing. There were people. I was the only person younger than 50, I think, in the firehouse. <laughs> there were people sitting at folding tables, talking, having their coffee, doing their voting sheets together. Oh, and I wow. have never seen that. And they were like, do you want to take a seat? And I was like, I think I should vote at the stand. Yeah, yeah with, the, with the little barriers. <laughs> yeah, yeah you Everyone else my... just, it's a communal experience. So <laughs> yeah, we, do, we do paper ballots. So there's like little dividers up. But like you yeah. can see everything. Like, oh, we do like paper digital ballots. It's like well, you, you take, do the paper ballot and then you take it to a machine. Well, you take your blank to a machine and then you fill it out digitally. It prints it, and then you can verify it. Oh, yeah, that's wild. It is wild. Yeah, no, I fill I it out with why. pen and then I feed yeah. it into a machine, and it says. I think that's what job. I did in Queens too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yours says good job. Mine doesn't. Well, it just says ballot accepted, and then it gives oh. like a little green check mark. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was so nice to me this morning. Please go vote. Okay, CJ. This could be a, a month later at least that we. Yeah, really but it's stuff. never too early to start reminding people about the next. It's time. never too early to vote. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> vote early, vote often. <laughs> 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 okay all right <laughs> you you were gonna start all out. right cool hey anna cool kids really enjoyed your book 11 discussions and your book 12 ones have been interesting as well i would apologize for the long essay of an email i've sent you but i think by now you've come to expect it haha -ha. still i hope your voices don't hurt too much afterwards well as long as i don't have to do jake voice the whole time popcorn eddie <laughs> Book 11 doesn't get the attention from the fandom that I think it deserves. The moment with that moment with Rachel and the ants has been terrifying me since I was nine years old. LOL. I know some people are frustrated by it, sort of, it was all a dream aspect, even if that's not technically true. I can't understand that, but because Jake does remember what happened, I think the effect the whole experience has on him is pretty tangible. Agreed. Uh, mm -hmm. And is something I can see in a lot of his actions going forward. He has now experienced his worst fears as the leader. He ha he knows how badly he can fail, and perhaps there's some comfort in that. But I think it also brings more terror. 
After all, he also saw how badly the team can break down when he admits to his own fears that it makes the rest of them more afraid than they already are. I keep bottle wanting to it comment up, Jake. on it. <laughs> bottle it up. Yeah, well, yeah. They gotta teach the kids something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on some level, <laughs> all the kids know that Jake isn't a fearless leader, but thinking that he is helps them. If Jake isn't afraid and keeps telling them what to do, then they can keep moving forward, even if it's a uh, popcorn Miranda lie it's a comforting one yeah you caught me i was reading ahead (laughs) (laughs) now more than ever jake knows this and he can't forget it this isn't a detail in book 11 but something i think about more and more with each reread and it makes me so sad for who he was in book one Mm. i know that book has its problems and doesn't characterize him as well as later books do but thinking of him then to now i just feel so bad for that ordinary kid the first graphic novel captures it really well i think there's a moment where jake looks up and sees Elfangor's ship. In one panel, he is a laughing and carefree kid. In the next, his face drops, and that's it. From then on, he isn't an ordinary kid anymore, and he never will be again. Just gives me a lot of Jake feelings. Frowny mm. face. Yeah, same. Powerful frowny face. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Anyway, on to Popcorn Chris. Anyway, oh shit. Man, <laughs> I am the worst student. On to book 12. <laughs> the fan base tends to be divided on it, like you guys are. I'm in the category of liking it for a lot of reasons. For one, I think the Cassie and Rachel Rachel friendship moments are really sweet. For another, a lot of jokes have stuck with me. A light would be great. Makes me laugh every time. It's really <laughs> that was, solid. That was really good. Oh, and a light would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, was, that was so cute. <laughs> oh, and... It's been accepted by the fandom at large that Cassie is, in fact, a fan of Nine Inch Nails, despite stating otherwise in this book. She's just hiding it, man. To the point that Chris Grind, the artist for the graphic novel, drew a very cute picture of all the kids that had Cassie wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt. So for all intents and purposes, it's been accepted as canon. That kicks ass. I didn't realize. That's so awesome. I was assuming yeah. that there would be more to it, but I love that it's just like, we all agree she was hiding how much she liked it. Or that yeah, she yeah, got yeah. into it after that. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, well, I I wasn't really into it, but then I listened to it. Like, That's how taste starts sometimes. That's you know? true, yeah. yeah. I also like how Popcorn Eddie. How this book deals a lot with Rachel having more stereotypical girly feelings. Rachel is the tough one, and the grizzly bear morph represents her well. But she's still someone who likes clothes shopping and gets all flustered because of a cute boy. She has multitudes, and that's part of what makes her great. And as Miranda pointed out, it's also refreshing to see the girls expressing attraction in more physical terms, which isn't as common in media. 13-year-old girls can have sexual feelings just as much as the boys their age, and that's not typically made clear. On top of that, popcorn Chris, media culture at large tends to dismiss the things teenage girls love and the power of that love, which is why I like Cassie and Rachel making it clear how much the whole Jeremy Jason McCole thing would be. Popcorn Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) On another subject, it's interesting to hear you guys talk about Rachel and Tobias because I actually really like what we have seen with them trying slash failing to communicate properly with each other. To begin with, 13-year-olds in general aren't exactly known for their communication skills, but it's also something that makes a lot of sense for both characters. I do totally agree with this. It is still frustrating as a a reader who's rooting for them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Considering Tobias's home life, it's no surprise that he never learned how to communicate. From the sound of it, he's never really experienced any kind of proper caring relationship until the Animorphs. God, yeah. <laughs> I think the fact that he tries to talk to anyone about more personal stuff at all is really kind of a testament to how caring he is. He doesn't know how to have personal relationships, but he keeps trying anyway. And that's very endearing to me. God, sounds like me. It's also sad to see him feel this need to continually earn his place with the group. Now that he has people who care about him, the thought of losing that is terrifying, so he has to prove his usefulness. It's why he's constantly scouting out Yerk stuff and throwing himself into reckless battles despite the limitations of his popcorn eddy. A hawk body. The Animorphs are all he has. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say hawk body. <laughs> hawk body. <laughs> the Animorphs are all he has. So from his perspective, he can't be weak. Can't complain about his problems. Can't be seen as a burden. Because then he runs the risk of being as unwanted with them as he was with his family. Frowny face. On Rachel's side of things, I think it's clear that even before being in the Animorphs, that she doesn't have a lot of experience seeing good communication in relationships mm. either. Mm. Her parents obviously didn't do that do that with each other very well. And while it's clear she loves her family very much and her mom tries to do her best for them, she also works a lot. Very so true. it's often left to Rachel to take care of her sisters at home, which would teach her to prioritize the well-being of those she loves over herself. That's something we've seen clearly. She will hug and comfort Cassie despite being unable to handle getting that same kind of physical or emotional attention. She will be concerned for Popcorn Chris. Tobias and try to talk to him about his situation and assure him that all he does for the group is appreciated, but can't bear, lol, <laughs> to talk about any of her own issues. That's cute. <laughs> That's good. All of which is to say that Tobias and There's Rachel- a finger with that one, I think. All of this is to say- I'm wagging my finger. You can hear it. All of, the, all of which is to say that Tobias and Rachel have a lot of similarities. They both want to protect the people they love, to the point of recklessness, but can't talk about their own popcorn Miranda. Feelings very well at all. Those similarities are what draw them to each other, but also make properly communicating very difficult. I think it makes for a very interesting dynamic that contrasts a lot with how J Cassie and Jake communicate with each other. And of course, we are still very early into the series, so who knows how they will grow and change as it goes on. I do. I know. <laughs> I don't. All of that I, said, time for some small questions. Firstly, you talked a little bit about celebrity crushes, but did you ever have an experience kind of like Rachel's, where the crush went away after realizing they were a jerk? Popcorn Eddie. I think it's kind of interesting that the books show how oddly painful that feeling can be, even or especially from someone you don't actually know. It's pretty ahead of its time as far as parasocial relationships go. I thought that too, yeah. So, Should we answer as we go? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, kind of all go. here at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to say, as a, as a teenager, I think finding out someone is a jerk, unfortunately, did not affect the crush much. As an adult... Absolutely. Do you have an example? But can you say? Can you cite an example? I'm um, trying to think of like trying. To I'll think say of. a name, but we just bleep it then because no, I guess we don't need to say a name. It's but, a celebrity crush, right? Oh, it's celebrity. No, no, no. I think it's. it's oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought it was a celebrity have, crush. We, you talked a little about celebrity crushes, but did you ever have an experience kind of like Rachel's where the crush went away after realizing? Yeah, I was reading that as related to celebrity crushes. Same. Oh, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think it carries through that way. That's sort of like, I don't know. You can read it either way, though. You can you can go with your real crush and we can bleep the name. That's fine, too. I read it. Oh, I just misunderstood it. I don't think I I have many experiences where I know celebrities turn out to be jerks because I don't think I know that much about. Yeah. The other thing is. It's like, I feel like all those celebrities that I had a crush on as a teenager, I didn't find out were jerks until after I'd stopped having yeah. a crush yeah, on them. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, like years later or something like that. Yeah, like, if I remember, like, what even, what even is a celebrity crush? Like, it was like, it would have to, because I've had them. I know I've had them. I just can't, like, it's like, like when um, I was, when I was like a preteen, I thought Drake Bell was really cute. And now, obviously, the stuff's come out that he's like not a cool dude but like i didn't hear that then it's not why i stopped uh, having a crush on him it's just like yeah and then i mean beyond that there have been not necessarily crushes but like plenty of celebrities that like i thought were cool and then turned out to be shitty as as everybody knows but like there was one in like a niche online community i'm a part of that was like weirdly weird because because it was so small it felt like the parasocial was almost worse. Like it felt a bit more intimate. Like yeah, they yeah. Could have certain contact with fans yeah. and stuff. And so like I always have that. That with, felt weird. Mm-hmm. I always have that with like but, if you're on a stream that's too small and you get active in the chat and then they start talking about what you were chatting about and you're like, you are not supposed to do that. <laughs> you are not supposed to be interacting with me. You are supposed to be doing something else. <laughs> like and see, I don't mind mm-hmm. that depending on the it, type of stream it, it is. Right? It like yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's just like I, I'm, I. The first time that happened, I was like, I guess watching streams isn't for me. Like <laughs> that was like you're my just a lurker. You're a lurker. I do. I, yeah, I guess so. Or you you yeah. watch events where the chat is interacting with the chat, but the stream is like totally independent. Like they're not observing the chat at all. Like yeah. And there's some streamers who are like that who are like, I don't really interact with chat. They just do what they do. But like. Yeah, they're like, yeah, that's so... I actually think it's actually something, though, where that Rachel's actually pretty well adjusted in this way, that when she finds out someone is a jerk, she almost immediately stops having a crush on them. And that was just not how my brain worked this granted i was also like in my case i was like closeted which i think also makes it hard to to remember celebrity crushes and things like that yeah yeah because you had you weren't expressing it socially right yeah 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 yeah, Yeah, exactly yeah yeah. but i also that would be so funny i was like like, he's a terrible person and then i would just (laughs) it would be so funny if we were having a conversation and like for some reason my memory was so compartmentalized i'd be like hey crushes on lots of girls what are you talking about (laughs) yeah 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 Should we go to the next? Yeah, um, let's do it. Yeah. Um, secondly, do any of you have allergies that would prevent a certain morph? Honestly, the kids have been pretty lucky with that. Imagine if any of them were allergic to animal dander. Yeah. Rachel with the cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am I w- allergic to cats, so yeah. I don't know if I would be able to morph a cat. Wow, I have that's a funny. Cat, I wonder if like taking <laughs> a huge dose of antihistamine could have helped with the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, cats would be tough. Like if I acquired a cat morph, I would probably... <laughs> I would probably just my nose would be running, but my nose is always running. Like I don't. Yeah, live no, with my cat sinuses now, are just sort of like, I'm just anyway. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when Chris has visited the place where I'm living right now recently, I've actually kept the door Thank shut you. so Chris can. And sleep you give me a fresh. All I need is cats. a fresh pillowcase. That's all I need. Like I've I've lived with cats. I just like 
And I, the way that I did it when I lived with cats is I would put my pillow in a in a place cats can't go, and then mm. I would pull it out. <laughs> my cat has actually been weirdly she our bed's really high up, but not the kind of high up that she likes. It's too, it's very, like a monolith. Not it's like a plateau. Yeah, high up, but like I think because it's high up and she out in the open. James says she doesn't know how to jump. It's hard to remember how to jump. Not wrong, but um, <laughs> but so like she doesn't go on my pillow. But we did have I did have a problem with if I would like leave a bra on the floor at mm. one point, she would like try to sleep in it, <laughs> and then when I would wear it the next day, I would no, get hives no. from it being <laughs> pressing. Well, I didn't know she was doing it. I <laughs> this is the thing about cats that always like freaks me out. Though is like they're always one step ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Like you think, oh, you couldn't possibly do this gross thing, and then they're like, oh, we're unemployed and live at your house. We've done <laughs> every gross thing imaginable. I I don't think I actually have any. Like I used to have allergies in the fall and the spring, but they've kind of gone away in the last few years. I haven't hmm. really had mine have been worse. allergic reaction. Really? I, I don't know what it is. Especially was a horrible sinus year for me over the past couple of weeks. I have. I am lactose. I'm like slightly lactose intolerant. So oh, maybe so you I can't morph a cow. Morph. Yeah, don't morph a cow. Don't morph a cow, man. That's a reference for <laughs> people who don't listen to this podcast because they're older than us. Everybody um, remembers the Sampsons. Chris, didn't you get mad at me recently for saying I'm not allergic to poison ivy? I did uh, get very I mean, mad at you, but it's also like, uh, <laughs> I, did, I got very, very I, mad at I, I hike a lot like, and I've touched it. And I've the, never had. At the time, I had OCD'd myself out about whether or not I had just walked through poison ivy. And you were like, oh, <laughs> that doesn't like, really bother me. And I'm like, great. Yeah. That's fucking great. I can tell where you stand <laughs> on the matter. And you were like, I don't believe you. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to know about how lame Chris is. Anyway, lastly, someone, yeah, I am lame, Ed. I know. No, I was saying someone want to take the last question. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Lastly, oh Miranda, do you want it? You haven't read know. one yet. Okay, sure. Lastly, I don't know if you've read it yet. You may have, but if oh. not, what do you think the Andalite Chronicles will be about? When we got this email, I had not read the Andalite. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but I have now. Uh, is there anything specific you're hoping to get from it? Or if you have read it, did it any of it surprise you in a good way? You don't have to get too specific. It surprised me in good and bad ways, I feel like. There were things I was hoping to get out of it that I didn't. In particular, I was hoping to get more depth on non-Elfangor and the lights. Oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. it to be such a I was tight expecting there to be more Andalite culture, yeah. I feel like. yeah. Yeah, me too. We do um, get more of that in part three. Yeah, I also, I wanted to spend time on, oh, I got my answer to this. I wanted to spend more time on the Andalite home planet, and I yep. thought we would. Yep. What surprised me was that we got an even better planet. We got the tax on home planet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're right. It's hard to complain when you when you got more than you ever could have imagined. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah, I, I really feel like the third... They've been utterly slow for us to get through because, like, we've just been talking about them too much, so much, and not too much, but we've been talking about them a lot. And, like, we've been living in these books now for, like, a month and a half, maybe, like, six yeah. weeks. Meaning we've been living in Andalite Chronicles. Yeah, in, in Andalite Chronicles, specifically. And, like, um, I, like, was on the phone with you, Eddie, on a walk the other day, and I said something to you that then I was listening to this episode back and I said it in this episode like as well. And I was like, my God, 
<laughs> we've just, you know, it's like every thought I've had about these books, I've had four times. And um, my favorite part was the third section. I think the third section third was by really far good. the coolest. Yeah. I think second. I like section, second section two a lot too. Yeah. Oh, second section was cool. I just uh, like, uh, I just, the third section was I like I thought the third surprising. section was overall really well paced and, yeah. and didn't have too many lulls. I did think, I did think the, oh, I can't talk about it. Sorry. Well, uh, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can't talk I about think, it. I think reading Andalite Chronicles has made it more, I don't want to talk about this yet, so I'm not going to say. I don't want to talk about this. But I I think, and I don't know when we're going to release this either, so maybe this will make no sense. But um, I think it made it clear to me what I'm really liking about Animorphs overall. Yes. And I'm excited to get into that. So, yes. yeah. yeah. I think also, like, um, it's nice to know how big it is is always good. I think like the time scale of when certain aliens are from and stuff like that. Like yeah. I often complain on this podcast. I know you guys are Star Wars fans, but I'm all like Star Trek's better. And I know that that's annoying, but I think like it feels more like a Star Trek-y sort of thing than a Star Wars-y sort of thing, which I like. Well, very much looking forward to your discussions about the Andalite Chronicles and basically every book going forward. That is unbelievably sweet, CJ. Thank you. Yeah, There are some really, really good ones ahead. Really glad to hear that because as i said in an episode prior we may have hit the peak of the mountain with the tax and homeworld <laughs> hope you all have as much fun reading it as i do hearing discussions about the series that i love so much well yeah until next time cj Ugh. oh Ugh. you knock it off you, you. thank you cj we love yeah emails. thank you yeah. so much we love getting them absolutely and sorry we took so long to get to this one andalite chronicles took longer than we thought it would oh yeah um, yeah it, when we start an animorphs book typically we're typically starting with a lot of things already in place that we know about these characters in the world and like the first chapter true. tends to be there was a, review. a lot a lot of it's setup. all new in andalite chronicles yeah, and we tend to true. go we dig into the lore and the world building and it's yep. just all of that it's yep. all that it's, it's all our favorite stuff to talk about it's really true yeah, I think I'm gonna um, leave you all with the my favorite my favorite hint to Andalite Chronicles book three. Uh, just my favorite hint to an Easter egg, not Easter egg, but hint to content in it. Uh, just gonna leave you with a flesh wheel. Oh my mm. god, I forgot about that already. Yeah, <laughs> that is like the most imagining the friction, the flesh on flesh. <laughs> friction and we're gonna get to talk about that again in yeah. a couple weeks. for a whole episode probably <laughs> a whole episode and that episode what? will Wait. be called flesh on flesh friction <laughs> uh, we don't have to we can we can we can cut before this but for listening to Anadorks. We'll be back soon with lots more to say. Until the Andalites return, or at least until next time. See you soon.